Welcome back to the Becoming Shameless podcast. I'm your host for today, Josiah Baines. Jesus Gibbs. Yes, sir. And today we're going to be talking about uh, what it is to be a Christian and be in the athletic culture, be an athlete, or whether you, you know, whatever you, a manager, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, Jesus, tell us, tell us a little bit about <laughs> yourself first. Um, you know, from the Woodbridge area. Currently go to school at Towson. I play football there. Um, recently just had a revival in my life um, on April 16th. And, I'm, you know, I'm just happy that God pulled me up at the right time, man. Because I was, like I told him earlier, I was in the wilderness. I was very lost. And I was in some deep, dark stuff. So not, not that crazy. I wasn't no witchcraft or nothing like that. But, you know, just like some dark places in my life. Uh, if y'all don't know, I play, I play basketball at uh, Washington Adventist up in Maryland. So uh, I kind of wanted to talk to you about today the the culture of, you know, being in sports and stuff like that. How, you know, you got the music, you you know what I'm saying, you D1, so you got the girls, you got you know what I'm saying, you got, <laughs> you got you got all those all that all those uh, different vices and stuff that mm-hmm. you're available to and you know what I'm saying, you got the team smoking or drinking or you know, stuff like that. And yeah. so I just wanted to kind of ask you about what how are you able to be keep your faith and and walk a a pure life as pure as possible of course you're not perfect but walk that life and then also be uh in in the culture like i'd be feeling bad sometimes i'll try to listen a little baby you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying so even though music we talked about a couple episodes ago music is very influential and and everything but like so i just want to kind of pick your brain about how does that how does that kind of work for your life (sighs) to be honest now it's just it's just God. Mm. Like at this point, I just try to surrender myself as much as possible. Mm. I can't control certain stuff. Like when they play music in the weight room, mm. I can't control that. Yeah, you play music in the locker room, I can't control that. Mm. So most of the times, like when we're working out, and like I'll be listening to music and I'll be paying attention to what the music's saying. And like when the music starts to get a little too carnal mm. and it starts like having these like innuendos start hinting towards like crazy stuff, yeah. I start praying. Like in my head, I just start praying, like rebuking certain stuff. Like mm. I don't, I don't want to align. God, I cover my ear gates and let that thing be closed away. Mm. Um, when it comes to the girls, that is, uh, that I don't think that's something that's limited to just athletes. Mm. But I feel like right now the culture is crazy. It's just an even worse thing for athletes because because we're like on a platform, I guess. Right. Um, I just flee. I just avoid them right. at this point. Um, that's the best thing you can do. Like you can have female friends, but the coolest way to weed out who you can be friends with, who's not, just start talking about God. Mm-hmm. Like honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say prior to the revival that I had not too long ago, I had a, like a lot of female friends and they would it would be like a lot of like sexual innuendos and stuff like that. But I would just, you know, gloss over it because it's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't really want to do that stuff with you. Like you're my friend. Yeah. But I know like if I wanted to, it's there. Like the temptation was there. Right. And so, but now what I do is like, if I see those same female friends that come to me, I'll start talking about God or they'll bring up God themselves. It's kind of like, I'm glad you know mm-hmm. to bring that up because you know it ain't going to be where you want it to be. Right. Um, when it comes to the drinking and the partying, I actually gave up drinking before I actually even had the revival. Mm-hmm. I, I had a problem with alcohol. I was borderline alcoholism. Um, I would say before April 2nd, which was the last day I got drunk, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be vulnerable here, mm-hmm. I drank 32 mimosas that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was going crazy. Why mimosas, though? We had brunch. Okay, you was at brunch. Yeah. At nighttime? That wasn't, it wasn't nighttime. Just over the course. It was okay, like 3 okay, p.m. Okay. to that. I okay. had drunk like 32 mimosas. Sheesh. And on that day, I was, like, so drunk. And I was just like, I don't like feeling like this no more. Yeah. And I just, like, I was like, I'm done. And yeah. even that month prior to, like, the month of March, every weekend, I probably was getting drunk and, like, blacking out. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I get drunk, I'll get home, and, like, 
I wouldn't remember by the time I got home, like, everything that went on. Yeah. And I was just doing stuff like that. And it just it got to the point where it was like, my flesh was, my even it got to the point where my flesh even was like, I'm tired of feeling like this. Right. Like, it wasn't even my spirit at that point. Like, oh, I don't want to do this no more for God. It was just more so like, being drunk this much, it just hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, it hurts my body. Yeah. Like, I feel like I got to throw up all the time. And things like that. With the smoking, I actually haven't wrestled with smoking for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I actually started getting very paranoid <laughs> when mm-hmm. I was uh, smoking. So that was easy for me to give up. Um, people call me cuckoo because of stuff that I would try to explain to people like that I would see when I would get high mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> can, you, can you share a little bit? Uh, so, like, for me... There's okay. Nick behind the camera, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> behind the camera, you know. Um, so I'm going to go deep here. Um, hopefully I don't take up too much time. Um, <laughs> as a young kid I always was like the kid who was like oh mommy did you see that or it's like to my sister did you see that and like always thought of myself to be crazy because a lot of stuff that I would see or like I would feel mm-hmm. nobody else could really see or could really feel and so like now growing up I see that my eyes were open since a, a little kid and things like that and that like that discernment was kind of already on me and initially I started smoking because when I first started smoking it it would take me out away from that place like, it would close my eyes spiritually, and it would close my, like, sensory skills. And then it got to the point, though, where smoking would actually no longer help me escape from it, but it would actually bring it even worse. So it went from, like, I would be sober and in my room at night, and, like, I would feel like a presence coming to the room. Or it would be where I would walk past my bathroom, and it feels like somebody's staring at me from the bathroom. Or it would be I'm in the room, in my living room at night watching a movie, and I see a shadow walk past to where now I get high. I no longer see or feel these things. Then it got to the point where I would get high, and it became like 10 times more powerful and worse. And so um, that was one of the main reasons why I actually stopped smoking, because I, I originally used that as an escape, but then it actually made things worse. And so um stopped smoking, and it got to the point where I stopped smoking because whether I was high or sober, I was seeing what I was seeing regardless. If It, it was no longer an escape for me, and being high just made it worse. So I just chose to be sober. Um but yeah, that's why. <laughs> so when you when you turn down that lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, you said it was it's been a while since you have since you have smoked. And when yep. you turn down the the alcoholic lifestyle, what was kind of the response of the people around you? Like how did how did you feel like you tried to uh, the people around you try to either not the people themselves, but you know the forces behind it try to yep. get you to draw you back in and, and stuff. And so how did you combat that that kind of stuff? It's the same thing with the girls just fleeing or did like practically like what did you what did you have to do? I would say it was it was still fleeing. Mm-hmm. So like when I first stopped smoking, I would say this this part was harder because it was less of that like my physical body was like um, disdain from it. Mm-hmm. Smoking part was it was harder for me to escape from it because I probably had smoked every day at that point for like four years mm-hmm. at this point, and so to me smoking was a habit. It was no longer like a thing. Like drinking was more of like a. I'm drunk on the weekend. Yeah. I wasn't breaking up on a Monday. Yeah. I'm going to get drunk tonight. Yeah. That was insane. But smoking, though, it was like, okay, I know tonight I'm going to smoke like three grams. Yeah. Or like tonight I'm going to go to my homeboy's crib. I'm going to be in a big session and we're going to watch sports highlights. Yeah. Like, that was the thing that we would do. And so originally, like, I was still trying to be around those friends before I was able to, like, tame that carnality in uh-huh. me. I try to be around them and, like, they would be like, oh, you don't smoke no more, so yeah. I'm not going to offer it to you. And I'd be like, nah, give it to me, give it to me. Like, yeah. I was, it was more so me. Yeah. Like, trying to cling onto it still. At first, I would say like the first week they were still offering me like, you sure you're done? And I'd be like, nah, I'm good. But right. then like after a while it became me pressing them 
pass me to Jay. Right. And they'd be like, I thought you was done. And I'd just tell them, like, just pass me to Jay. Right. And then when it came to drinking, though, people didn't, they didn't necessarily, like, pressure me to try to drink anymore. Because I think for me, the drinking part, like I said, it was I was borderline alcoholism. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where people were, like, when I told them, oh, I don't drink no more, they were like, I'm glad. Because mm-hmm. that's how much I was drinking, yeah. like, how drunk I would get. Like, I would buy a bottle of Espelon, drink the entire bottle, and drink other people's bottles as well. I wouldn't take it from them, but, like, if they were pour up shots, I'm taking that shot, too. That's a lot of alcohol yeah. and a lot of liquor. And I would just go crazy to that point. And so, with the drinking part, it was more so people were like, okay, we're not going to make you drink like that. Well, um, and I guess people just being receptive. I would say but people didn't support me more so when I told them, like, I was done having sex. Mm-hmm. That's when people was like, oh, I don't believe you. <laughs> That's when people was like, I don't believe no, you No, for all. real. But <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I tell people, that me, and my, me and my girlfriend are waiting until marriage to have sex, yeah. they'd be like, uh, you're lying, bro. especially because like, you're in a relationship. Exactly, God, like, there's, there's no way. There's one thing if you're not, not in a relationship and yeah. you're not having sex, but if you're in a relationship, they're like you have to be having yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way that you're not. Like, how does that? So, uh, my fault. I didn't. I didn't. Like, mean, no, you're good. Ahead. You're good. But um, so practically, not practically. I'm sorry. With practice and stuff. Mm-hmm. So trying to balance that, that going to practice and, you know what I'm saying, fighting off that lifestyle, did you see a difference in your, like, performance? Mm-hmm. And so what 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 was that kind of, what was that kind of like? Like, was it, like, good? Was it all, like, shooting up? Like, your yeah. performance went up? Or did you kind of, like, have bounced up and down a little bit? Like, what was that? I would say for the smoking part, it definitely showed a, a an increase exponentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much got my lungs back. And I didn't realize that the smoking was hindering me that much mm-hmm. because when you smoke and you get so used to smoking, like you just get used to like your lungs being at a certain level. And so when I stopped smoking, like I find myself breathing deeper than I ever breathed before mm-hmm. where it'd be like times where like, okay, we're near the end of practice. I'm not huffing puffing no more. Like I'm mm-hmm. actually able to calm myself down, slow my breathing down and breathe deep. You know what I'm saying? From the bottom of my lungs and not breathing up into my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to drinking, I don't think drinking ever really perf- um, affected my performance in a sense of like, oh, I played better or like I practiced better. I think drinking would end up doing, I actually end up like just shedding weight naturally, mm. like just from like not drinking no more. Um, like this spring ball, for instance, the beginning of spring ball, this is when I was still drinking. I came in the spring ball like 276. Um, stopped drinking like that April 2nd. Spring ball ended on the 22nd. Mm. Um, I was still keeping the weight just because I still had the appetite. So I was like 272 near the end of spring ball. Mm-hmm. From that last spring practice that we had, Till I would say like last week, the last time I've been on the scale, I went from 272 to like 258. And I don't, I don't eat better. I still eat ice cream. I still go to Simon Cookie if I want to. It's like I didn't change anything else. I still worked out and ate the same. Mm-hmm. My sleep didn't improve. Like I didn't, it's not like I'm sleeping 12 hours a day now. Mm-hmm. It would just be like just me cutting out the alcohol. It just changed the way my body like filtered out stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would say in the long run, it definitely did change it and it, it made it better. You know what I'm saying? I, I was one to deny, like, oh, I can get drunk and then go do this. Because mm-hmm. especially during COVID, when we were just practicing, there was no, like, real season. Right. We would have practice on Tuesday in the morning for spring ball. I'd be out at Monday. I'd be drinking. And I would come to practice. And then I would have, like, two TFLs in practice, five tackles. Mm-hmm. I'm going crazy in practice. I'm just, I was just drunk. Yeah. Like, thinking but that. It's it's really, it's a difference. I would, I would it's funny because... Like the stereotype that I've at least seen mm-hmm. in basketball is that if you smoke, you high, you apparently get bounced. Like that's <laughs> that's what that's what they be saying in basketball. So I don't smoke and I don't really drink like that. You know, I'll drink like like my sister's uh, birthday was today, and yeah. so 
you know, she went to brunch. She had a mimosa. I had a mimosa. But it's not right. like I'm. You wasn't getting drunk. You know though. what I'm saying? Throwing stuff back. So right. we're not like condemning people drinking and yeah, stuff yeah, like no. that. But I'm know, not perfect at all. And in access, you know, that's that's where the problem starts to become. And so, uh, but yeah, they said you, you smoking, you get bound. So I've never, <laughs> I never smoked before, but I was like, dang, like let me try it. <laughs> I mean, I just, sometimes I just be like, man, what if, what if I was just. One J and I just I could just I could start flying, but but um in terms of in terms of let's kind of focus on on the on the sex part because I feel like that's the hardest part. That is definitely that's the hardest hard part, part, which and the part that I feel like I can a little bit more re- chime in on in right. terms of uh, that whole struggle. So what what at least for me I know practically I had I have to stop just. For a while, I had to stop interactions with 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 girls. Yeah, you couldn't like, even kiss. Like, I couldn't not even kiss. Like if, I, if I'm single, I'm not. I'm Ooh. keeping conversations very short with you. Yeah. Because I know, I know that in in a certain mode, or if I'm like having you know stress, because that's an outlet. Like you had a bad day at practice. Like you had a bad a bad. You know what I'm saying? You trying to. You trying to go hit some, and that's just yep. and that's just how it is. Especially you got your your teammates on the team. They're like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like they got the two man set exactly. Up. You'd be like, hey, I got I got the girl <laughs> wave. Like, come on, like, and so you just have to completely. So the kind of that feels like you're being exiled. At, yeah. At some point, it's like I can't I can't indulge in in that lifestyle that I was in, and now I can't even really. I don't got no relationship with my teammates. Like I have to find something else with my teammates to do. So now I'm yep. kind of like disconnected from the team. And so you know, basketball they not passing me the rock. I'm not getting the ball. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm not I'm not playing a point or nothing. So it's like, what what was your process and what was your mindset um, when you first decided that you were gonna stop having sex? Um, it actually, it wasn't a decision for real, for real. It mm-hmm. was more so just like, it was a decision when, pretty much when I had the revival mm-hmm. that I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to take it serious. Because yeah. I was already low-key talking to people that I knew. And I was like, the day I start going to church and like I get baptized again and stuff mm-hmm. like that and I like go through deliverance, like I'm not opening that door again. Yeah. So that's, for the most part, that's why I was like running away from going to church mm-hmm. and like diving in head first like the way I am now. Because I knew, I was like, okay, like, it's kind of hard for me to give this up right now because I was like pretty much like just a horny guy, yeah. And so I would always just give into like my fleshy desires, yeah. And I knew I was kind of like, well, I, it was even a point in time where like me having sex got in the way of me like even praying, mm-hmm. and so like it was to the point where I was like, well, what's the point of me praying because I'm about to go have sex, mm-hmm. and I know like even if I pray, I'm not gonna stop having sex, right? So I might as well like, there's no point in me asking for forgiveness just for me to continue to come back up and slap you in the face, right? Back. Right. What's the point? If I slap you right now and I say I'm sorry and I slap yeah. you again, I'm not about to forgive you. Like, what the heck? And that was my philosophy, but little do you know is that at the end of the day, like, God's going to love you through it all regardless. You know what I'm saying? I'm not promoting taking advantage of the grace that you have. Mm-hmm. Not at all. But don't feel like you can't still be loved and that you're unworthy of it. Because that's the lie of the devil. Become shameless. Be- literally, become <laughs> shameless podcast. That's why we're here right now. Mm-hmm. Like, become shameless because that was a point in my life, even recently, where I would let the lies of the devil creep into my mind and tell me that I was unworthy of the grace that God gave me, that I wasn't deserving of it, and that I shouldn't be praying, and that I shouldn't be trying to cling on to God mm-hmm. or to follow him. You know what I'm saying? And luckily, you know, I don't have that problem no more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, that was it for me. A, a big thing 
I had to, and I still do now, is I I will over, and I feel like that kind of ties into letting, becoming, not becoming, I'm sorry, um, making basketball an idol. Yeah. Right? And making your sport an idol, which I feel like is a big, a big, big, big problem that I'm still trying to work through myself because um, at some point it's it goes to like, dang, now, like, like we said before, before we started recording, if now I'm having a bad day. Whether you smoke weed or start drinking and stuff, now it's now I'm having a bad day. I'm going to the court. Yep. Right now I'm having a bad day. Going to the field. Now I'm mm-hmm. having a bad day. Going to the weight room. Right. And all that stuff is good because you're getting out your energy. Yep. And at the same time, you're you're putting that above, you know, your prayer life and and walking with God and stuff like that. And not to say that you shouldn't do those things because I just heard I just heard a, a, a somebody say that they would instead of. Hold on, let me, let me pull it up right here. I got it in my notes. He would say, Wait, he would sacrifice your rest for his purity. So instead of, instead of, um, whenever he would feel like he, he wanted to, you know, either masturbate or watch porn or have sex like that, I'm going and I'm running them out. Right. Or I'm going and I'm making sure that I'm, I'm, uh, keeping my mind, uh, off of it. Off of it. Mm-hmm. And so when you, have those kind of uh, desires and stuff like that. It's it's not a bad thing that that you're you know going to the weight room and stuff like that. But what is the line between making it? What at least what do you think is the line between making it an idol and then if you're just trying to make sure you're staying righteous? Oof, I would say to me, whenever I have a bad day and I do go work out, mm. I just always just pray to God. Like now, it's to the point now where when I work out. I pray to God for strength. Mm-hmm. I ask God to give me the strength of Samson. Like, it sounds so silly, but mm-hmm. I, I literally yeah, exactly. ask for, like, give me the strength of Samson. Like, even in the season, like, even when I was in sin a lot, like, I would go on the field. And actually, one of my teammates and my homeboys, very good homeboy of mine, we would pray before I would go on the field. Mm-hmm. And um, we would pray before I go on the field, and I would pray again before I go on the field. He would, We would pray to the Lord, give me, like, the courage of David, the faith of Abraham, the strength of Samson, mm-hmm. make me agile like a cheetah, like, mm-hmm. things like that. And so I would say in 2021, when I tore my Achilles, I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would go on the field. And, like, I remember the first game of the season, I was like, oh, I'm about to go pray. And the rest of the time, like, I would look over to where all the guys would go to pray. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. And then fifth game of the season, I tore my Achilles. So y'all had, like, a, a group actually praying praying before the game? It wasn't a group. It would be uh-huh. more so, like, guys would go over there and, like, do, like, their quick prayers yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it was to the point where I did it the first game. But uh-huh. then, like, I would look over there. I'm like, I don't need to do that. I'm yeah. good. Like, I'm good enough football player. I don't need to pray to God before yeah. I go play. And little, lo and behold, the Lord took my Achilles away from me. Just like that. <laughs> so humbled me real quick because Just I like thought that. I was some hot stuff uh-huh. and didn't need him no more. So he pulled me up and showed me, you need to sit your tail down. So, yeah. But I would say now just just try to meditate on God before everything you do. Like, you know what I'm saying? The Bible says let everything that you do be for glorification of God. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay for you to want to work out. It's okay for you to want to go do extra work whenever you feel frustrated. Just consult with God first and tell him, Lord, as I come to you right now in this moment, I want to cast all my burdens that we're onto you. And now I'm going to use this outlet, which you gave me, to play sports, to work out more, and let this be a, a means for me to just get it out of my mind and just let you have it. That I mean, no longer think about it, but just let you have it and let you deal with it. Because God is our redeemer. He's our restorer. He's right. our deliverer. Right. And so it don't got to be nothing crazy. I'm not saying you get mad going fast. Mm-hmm. Like That's hard to do, especially as an athlete, mm-hmm. that fasting protocol. Yeah, And so... Sometimes you just got to keep it sim- short and simple. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to be so religious about it. Mm-hmm. You can just like, Lord, you know my heart. 
let me let me let me let this workout be for you so that you can just take it out of my mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? Through that process. Right. That's how I look at it. I I that definitely helped me a lot because uh I know I kinda get in that religious mindset of like, dang, if I'm not I'm not doing this. Like, if I'm not fasting, like, how can I, you know what I'm saying, fasting and, you know, try to work out and stuff like that? Like, how can I be able to do this and that? Like, you just feel like, like, I'm not, you start to feel like I'm not actually a child of God if right. I'm not doing this, right? And that's kind of that religious mindset mm-hmm. that have that has been so prevalent in so many people where they start to feel like, dang, I can't, you know, I can't be a Christian because, you know, right. y'all got to do that, y'all got to do that, y'all got to do that. And, you know, I want to. I just want to hoop. Or I just want to you know, play, play football. So, <laughs> or if I fast, I'm gonna lose weight. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So, like, it, that's been through my mind. It, it, <laughs> it, it becomes. You said, that, you said that's been on your mind, man. What? <laughs> so now, now you kind of afraid to even even serve God because because you want to hold on tight to that that sport you got. But yep. Um. As so, where are you at? Like, where's your routine at now? So you just graduated, right? Yep. So you got another season to play? Yep. Or, my okay. last, my last year in the fall. So what is, so what? Is, how has your routine changed on the day to day basis? Like when you first got to Towson, mm-hmm. uh, did you start off with a like before the podcast? You said you used to pray in the morning and mm-hmm. pray. For, so like, what was kind of like your daily breakdown and stuff like? And how do you incorporate uh, serving serving God in in that right. in that routine? I didn't do none of that when I first got to tell them no <laughs> that wasn't that's even something that I wasn't even really doing until recently mm-hmm. where I just started bringing like during COVID I did a lot because mm-hmm. during COVID I would wake up in the middle of the night and like that's when I was kind of going through that like I told we was talking about it earlier I was going through like a phase where I was trying to get closer to God but I was doing it through the wrong spirit and I was attached to a, a false doctrine essentially where mm-hmm. I was learning about the stuff and I was waking up and doing things but it wasn't in the right spirit where I was trying to serve God and so I started bringing like some of that stuff, some of the good stuff from that like back like recently like waking up. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm gonna pray and intercede in the middle of the night because the Lord woke me up for a reason. And so if I get woken up in the middle of the night, I'm praying, even if that means I'm missing out on another two hours of sleep. Because usually after you pray, you can't go back to sleep for a little yeah. minute. And so it's just a sacrifice you gotta be willing to make because God woke you up for a reason in the middle of the nights. Um, but then I would let's say if I didn't wake up in the middle of the night, like now I would wake up. And I'm, I'm not even the type to do a full 15-minute prayer to start off the day. I'll just do some more stuff where I'll wake up, I'll hop in the shower. Thank you, Jesus, for waking me up. You gave me the breath of life. You know what I'm saying? Because you could have killed me in the morning, but you chose to give me another chance to repent. And that's how I start my day. I'll go to workouts. I'll pray before the workouts. Mm-hmm. Come after workouts. I'll shower. More likely, because I have late classes, mm-hmm. I'll take a nap. I'll take pray before I take the nap, wake up, and just direct the course of my day. Like, if I have more meals... I'll pray. When I go read the Bible, I'll mm-hmm. pray before I read it and ask the God for discernment and to let me read this the way that you interpret it for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't let my own private interpretations come in this moment. Right, right. Um, and if I go to sleep, that's the sleep, the night prayer. If you know me, if you ever prayed with me at night, it's, I call it thunder fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so most of the day, I call my prayers, like, I kind of categorize two things. In the daytime, it's mostly like clouds and drizzle, like mm-hmm. for the most part. But at night, it's thunder and fire time. Mm-hmm. That's when we're going we to go in for 20, 30 minutes, yeah. <laughs> rebuking everything on the side. Right, 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 um, right. But that's, that's pretty much my routine now. Okay. What about you? What's your routine? Uh, first of all, I got I wake up, 
right i'm in the psalms right now so usually when i wake up i'm not gonna lie, i'll go straight to wherever i gotta go to because i'm not like a a wake up before a person and do, yeah, so, do, do and so, I, so i wake up and i just do what i gotta do and then once i'm finished what i'm doing then i'll come down i'll sit and i'll read my bible right now i'm trying to uh, get into a little bit more theology yeah so i signed up for this this uh free online bible uh college jump yeah. so i'm kind of into that that's now it's tough. tough so uh but other than that before i would just read my bible and then i would pray and then i would go and go about my day and, and do whatever uh the schedule is for the the workouts or you know stuff like that and then later on at night then i would pray but throughout the day i'm constantly listening because i drive a lot like yeah. i'm always in the car so i'm constantly listening to worship music and i yeah. feel like worship music is kind of my mm-hmm. my way to really talk to the lord and and my constant prayer because i'm just i really started to become a little bit less religious with yeah. praying mm-hmm. like i would like just before like i thought i i thought i hurt my knee right yeah because it was just it was painting and i couldn't i couldn't perform like i wanted to so i was just like i was like god thank you so much for for getting me to this point and i'm not exactly sure what what you want me to do because i'm trying to like i'm this is my way of serving you like i right. feel like sometimes i'll feel like if i'm not playing basketball then you know what i'm saying what am if, i doing exactly like if if i'm if i'm just not hooping then i could really be you know what i'm saying doing something else it's like i feel like basketball has kept me on that path of of, of being straight and right. i think and i thank god for for all of that so just becoming more realistic with my prayers like i said and and the worship music and that's really my deal like if you if you as soon as you get into my car i got praise 104 point praise 104.11 if not then i got uh my worship playlist on on uh my phone and so i'm just can you send me yours i got you that's a i got you so that's 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 john is and then we got the nick me and nick just started the uh the christian r&b and we okay. got the christian you know what i'm saying so just yeah. trying to just trying to filter out that music so as long as if i'm not like you know with the team or something like that then got by myself i'm able to yeah i, I got a question for both of y'all yeah do you feel that all secular music is bad Cause i think it's a misconception because secular music is not of like religious mm-hmm. background do you feel like it's okay to listen to secular music as long as you weed out the topic category? I I I love uh, '90s R&B, so '90s any R&B. So I will. I got my R&B. That's my main two playlists. I'm flipping between my worship and and my R&B, not the I Christian love. exactly. Yeah. And, but I do believe that, like you had told me before, uh, the "Killing Me Softly" by by the Fugees. That Same. that the song. Same I told him. You're either singing to somebody. Or something is singing to you. Mm-hmm. So some of some of those songs and stuff like that, you gotta be you careful. Gotta start, yeah, be careful and, and really reading reading the lyrics, which is something I commend you for for actually listening to the lyrics in the locker room yeah. and being able. Which is something I also want to start doing is praying and asking God to close my ear gates if I'm trying if I'm starting to hear you know certain stuff in the song that's kind of getting out out of hand and stuff. Right. So Did they be but, creeping it in. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For me, I ain't gonna lie. I still like. Sometimes I'm in the reading room. I catch myself still singing the songs, and I'll sing the song up to the point where like some will creep in, and I'll be like, "Oh no!" Like it'll hit my spirit. Like, mm-hmm. like for me, I was a big Yeet fan mm-hmm. for the longest time. Like I, was, I even went to the Yeet concert in March. I was a big Yeet fan, but it'd be some of the songs like he would say, um, like even what's the what's the one song? He got, he has one song where he says, "Oh, some some devil taught me how to get rich." And mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I was like, <laughs> like after a while, I was like, hold up, yeah. am I listening to what I'm saying right now? Like yeah. that type of stuff. And like, 
it gets to the point where I just like, I when I know that part's coming on, like I will shut up and I'll even start in my head like praying like I rebuke that philosophy because like I just don't want to because you, uh, I feel like I'm about to get deep again. No, go ahead. Go but ahead. we was talking about earlier. Nick I think was even talking about it's like it's some of the stuff that you do and some of the stuff that you say you give legalistic right to the spirit like when you say certain stuff even if you're singing a song you can be singing it innocently not understanding the meaning behind it but because of your words you just gave like a spirit legal right into your life whether it's good or bad and that's one thing that like I notice with the music sometimes is that like dang I just said the devil taught me how to get rich like am mm-hmm. I giving the devil access to my ears now to like teach me how to get rich like I don't want to think about trapping and scamming you know what I'm saying like it's been on my heart before to do that type of stuff mm-hmm. and so I don't want it to be like it just flood my mind some more and so I'm actually trying to do what Josiah does now, which is like listen to worship music more. It look, it look, hey, the trapping and stuff, it looks sweet sometimes. You know, it, you know, the money, <laughs> the money, the money, the money looks, it looks good sometimes. Man. But for real, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't really mean Tariq Saint Now you're good. You said, huh? Tariq St. Patrick. Yo, I feel like ghosts. <laughs> we wanted to tap in, but I'm just trying to flood my mind with more worship music, like Josiah said. That's why you asked him to send me the thing. Because I feel like for me with music, I'm not very like, big and like searching for new music mm-hmm. like I'm the type of guy like I'll hear a song I like it I'm, I'm gonna play it a thousand times until I get tired of it Facts. and like I don't want to do that with certain songs because some of the songs like they just I get hit with the fire instantly and I don't want to wear it out to where like mm-hmm. oh it's not getting the same you know I don't want to listen to it but um I try to do that now and so for the most part you go in my car I'm I'm, I'm actually not a big on driving people around mm-hmm. so I don't have, really have this problem to where like you ever get so like somebody gets in your car you're like oh I don't want to play this music cause I don't yeah, 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 yeah. see I, I don't have that problem I, felt, I don't drive people around I felt, I, uh, yes I felt, I felt that way so many times I really felt convicted and God was just like play the know, music. just play the music like first yeah. of all I don't mean to sound like you know territorial and stuff but it's your car like Facts. come on like if, if you don't like the music man you're just gonna have to escort yourself out the car so it's, it's sometimes I was just driving down to Richmond uh, with with my man Chauncey and we was going to watch a game and I felt it's so crazy. I had not listened to like no YB, no nothing like that in such a long time, like willingly, like actually yeah. put it on. Right. Sometimes I like throw on uh, a song of one song. I think it was like congratulations by post post Malone or something like that. So, but I threw on some, I was listening to, uh, uh, my 90s playlist at first and I was like dang you know what I'm saying it's a long ride I want to throw on some you know what I'm saying something to, to get the car hype I want to throw yeah. on some it's a little baby right and then I played the first song uh, Cost to Be Alive and I was like shoo I was like man that was nice and then I just kept playing it and as I kept playing it I was like dang bro like like my like I literally would get so like annoyed and paranoid it was like like just the sun being outside started to bother me like it was like so it was. I was like, I never want to put this. I never want to put this music on again like this because the the effect that it had on me. And I was yeah. watching uh, my favorite podcast. I'm not gonna say the name, but I was watching my favorite podcast, and he was telling and he was telling me uh, the become guest a shameless the, podcast. <laughs> no, he's about the basement. I got. That's another thing I do. I I've watched so many podcasts and sermons and stuff. It, I, it's really my car. My car is my my my, secret, my, place. my secret place. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, the car. When I was driving down, but it's just I'm telling you, it that I've never wanted to play no YB, no nothing again after that because my mind was just like, like, and I started drive like you. I noticed it in my body, like my heart started racing, like yep. I started driving faster and stuff, and I'm like, yo, like this, this not for me. Like I need to throw on my jazz again or throw on <laughs> some praise worship, praise and worship music. It was just 
But yeah, man, that's oh, my fault. I'm sorry. I feel like I took a nah. You I took a lot, a lot of breath. I babbled a long time too. Um. So when you first um got to Townsend, yep. Uh, what was not when you first got to Townsend? When you first started to kind of show your friends and everything that you were not uh, living for the world and stuff and stuff. Have you lost? Like any any close friends, like have you lost any relationships that you feel like like dang like you know what I'm saying like any ones that actually hurt or like any ones that you just like I want to forget them and stuff like that. So, um, I would say thankfully none of my close friends actually like straight away. If anything, more people who I actually like are really friends with, like people who I see on a daily basis, like people who I consistently talk to, they've actually been asking me about it and talking to me about it more. The people who are most so like I'm friends with them, but they're more like associates than cool than close friends. Those are the people who are most sort of like, oh, like I came in one time to the um, campus union mm-hmm. and I can tell like they were acting funny and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I didn't really care about it. I was just like, I mean, I don't really care. Like, because I wasn't thinking about it. Like, oh, they doing this because I just recently did it. So they're trying to act different because they think I changed. Mm-hmm. It was more so the sense of like, I'm not the type of person to have expectations on people to talk to me every day mm-hmm. because I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. One day I might come and be like, yo, what's good, bro? Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the next day I'll walk right past you just because yeah. I don't feel like being social. Yeah. And so like, I would give people that same grace. We were saying like, they just don't feel like talking. Mm-hmm. But then like the next day, one of my friends told me, they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so, like they were making fun of you mm-hmm. da, 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 and stuff like that. They, was, sorry. they didn't tell me specifically, but they was like, oh, mm-hmm. they thought like what I was saying was B, was BS and that they were going to eat my story. Yeah. And then like, they were like, oh, I'm not going to act like I didn't know who you were two weeks ago yeah. and stuff like that. And so I guess some people, like, they really... And I was one of these people, too, who be, like who didn't believe in people who's, like just getting pulled up yeah. and, like, completely changing their lives. Like, I didn't think that was, like, a real thing until, like, I went through it myself. Yeah. So, um, to where it was, like... I feel like most people think that if you give your life to Christ, you got to slowly pull yourself away from it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they make it seem as if it has to be, like, a long mm-hmm. and drawn-out process when... God can really snatch you up and yeah. pull you out of something no, where you fact. no longer want to do it. And, like, you have that fire right there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people, you operate in the flesh. Mm-hmm. The enemy's always going to keep up on you. So you might stumble, which is perfectly fine. The Bible mm-hmm. says a righteous man falls seven times. Mm-hmm. Um, but so gives, I guess, up, gives up how many? Gives up the eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but it's like, they just assume that, like, you just can't be pulled up like that. And that to me, I think that's a, a sign and wonder. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know how some people, they don't think, like, signs and wonders happen no more? Mm-hmm. I think that's a sign of wonder. Yeah, For you to get pulled up like that, like, that's a, that's a real thing. Especially somebody like like me, specifically, mm-hmm. very carnal, very fleshly. Even if, even I knew, I even knew the, the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew that Jesus was real. I had been baptized when I was 10. But I was walking in so much, like, carnality, so much flesh. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, how can somebody like me, at the time I felt like that, how can somebody like me, Who's a whoremonger? Who's a drunk? Who who in in a way is an idolater? Who in a way is doing all these things? Where I'm in a moment where I might be going to have sex with a girl, and I will hear like the voice of God tell me you shouldn't be doing this, and I will completely ignore hey. it, and I'll go do what I want to do anyway, and still not and go Boy, pray and ask for forgiveness. When I tell you that 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 Holy Spirit, when Man. I tell you when He will hound you endlessly. When yep. you about to go sin, especially yep. just talking about sexually. Yep. As soon as you on the way there, when you think about it, when you texting, he's like, "Don't do it. Yep. Don't do it. Go Don't turn my secular music on. <laughs> exactly. You drown out you the start, voice of God. You start trying. <laughs> Lord, to... I'm about to go do it. <laughs> <It's> too <laughs> exactly. late. <laughs> and it is. It's, it's crazy you talk about that because I because I feel like people don't really think that that 
you was actually doing that. Like people here, like you know, the change version, like yeah. that being snatched up. They're like, ah, oh, Jesus different or Jesus this, Jesus that. Yeah. It's like, no, I was really like, I know where you are. Like yeah. I know the season that you're in right now. I know why you want to keep going back and doing what you're doing. Like I've done it. Exactly. And I've been on the other side, and I know that this isn't this ain't what you want. Right. Like Lil Dirk said. Right. This, this ain't what you this, want. This ain't what you want. <laughs> so. It's 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 so it's so powerful, especially to have uh, people in in this kind of space, you know, in, in athletics and stuff. Especially, you know, on your team when you get to have friends and stuff that are uh, like minded and, and yep. Christ minded like you, and it's 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 crazy. But uh, just as we start to close up, I just want to hear a little bit about uh, just your life in general. Uh, you know, kind of where you're at right now, where you're going, where you want to go. Uh, I know you started uh, the JG Ministries. Yeah, the JG I did. Ministries. I, did. So, I actually slowed it down. Uh, uh-huh. It was just like I don't want to step into something too fast. Right, 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 right. Um, my bad. I cut you off. No, so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Is that what you had to say? Not really. But you're not, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, bro. <laughs> but, uh, I see. I see you started that. So are you, you know, getting to evangelism or like what you, what you, what you, what you trying like missionary? Like, like what's you, what's what you. You still got a season of football, like trying to go pro, like you know. I seen you post the the, the Dallas Cowboys jump yeah, on the. I, I, I was like, okay, this is about to be a pro. But, Man, I to be honest, uh it sounds cliche, but I just gotta let God gather my steps because I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It was up to me. I'll put all that evangelism, Christian, all that would wait. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it was up to me, perfect world, all that would wait. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, because that was kind of like low key my plan, like mm-hmm. before, like. I got pulled up. It was more so like, you know what, when football is done for me for the rest of my life, where like I know like I'm done playing football, whether I go professional or not, when I'm done, that's when I'm going to lock in. Because mm-hmm. I kind of already knew like the calling of my life. Because they would say, they said it about me when I was younger. And I kind of knew I was just running away from it because I was like, I don't want to do it when I'm young. You know what I'm saying? I want to wait till like I'm older, which is what most people do. Like most people who come into the knowledge of Christ, they, they get it, they receive it. Oh, I love it. But then it's like, I'm young. I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. I want to be dumb. And so I'm a, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to yeah. be outside, and so I'm going to just wait till I'm older to do it. Mm-hmm. And, but I guess God had a different plan for me. So he pulled me up. Um, the apostle at my church, um, the founder, Apostle Jordan, mm-hmm. first time first time ever going to the church, the guy prophesied to me. And mm-hmm. I was just like, he, he called out the anointing on my life. Um, and he told me pretty much, like, this is what God's calling you to do. Mm-hmm. And, I think me personally, like with the JG Ministry page, mm-hmm. I kind of maybe went to it a little too hastily. Mm-hmm. That's why at first I was like pumping videos out. Then I was like, yeah. I slowed down because I think it was like three services after mm-hmm. the first time I went there. He kind of was like, sometimes when, because the church that I go to operates in the apostolic and the prophetic. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of prophesying. It's mm-hmm. a lot of deliverance. It's mm-hmm. a lot of healing that breaks out right, right, right. through the church. And one of the services he was talking about how like, you know, oftentimes people want to step in too fast of like that apostolic culture mm-hmm. uh, or because of the apostolic, they might want to step into a calling they receive too fast, but sometimes you have to go through a season of training. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's when I was like, okay. So, like, now if you follow my page, um, you don't have to. I'm not, it's not a shameless plug, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you can play. Like, you people, yeah, you. Nah, I'm not supposed to <laughs> um, I don't want it to be like where I'm going too far into it and I'm not fully developed and seasoned yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, recently, one of the prophets at the church, he's our dream interpreter. Um, I call him up because I'm a big dreamer. Mm-hmm. I call him up. I'll be talking about it. And he even told me, he was like, yeah, it's a lot of stuff that like God has in store for you that 
I've I've seen because him a prophet himself. You know, they, they're like the voice of God. God talks to him a lot, mm. and he said like I I've even heard the, the voice of God telling me stuff about you, but I'm choosing not to tell you because mm-hmm. it's not due time yet. And it was one of the services not even two weeks ago. Um, at the end of the service, deliverance broke out, and people were getting delivered from spirits. And I was still singing the song. It was um the breakers in the room, mm-hmm. the breakers in the room, and um I was singing it. And one of the pastors called me up. He said, "Come here." And I got scared. I was like, oh, I got to get delivered again. <laughs> I was like, not again. Um, I came up to him, and he was like, pretty much telling me, like, more Holy Spirit. God wants me to tell you to humble yourself mm-hmm. under the mighty hand of God, and mm-hmm. he will exalt you in due time. Right. And I was like, that's confirmation that I'm trying to move too fast. Like, mm-hmm. I need more seasoning. I need more progression. Yeah. Because right now, I'm like, food that's not fully cooked yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I kind of like, I don't be posting as much on it. I still right. will post a TikTok. You know, I'll be posting story pages. Mm-hmm. But... The preaching part of it, I'm trying to slow down. Just get more seasoned, get more, um, you know, more grooming in that in that realm, and then I'm gonna really hit it like full throttle. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just waiting for that day to come. You know, what I'm saying just gotta be patient with the Lord because He moves when He wants to move, and not when you want Him to move. Um, when it comes to football, though, when it comes to football, um, my goal is still to go to the NFL. I really do still want to do that. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I'm always gonna shoot for the stars and aim for the moon when it mm-hmm. comes to that. And it would be a perfect world if God uses puts me in that place in that platform to preach the gospel mm-hmm. that would be perfect because and even if that goes to the point where i'm only in the nfl for a little bit but i end up becoming like a team chaplain mm-hmm. or something like that or i'm able to win souls within the nfl right, right, right. and put god on the main stage like mm-hmm. that that would be a true blessing in my life and you know i'm hoping to pray lord that's what you do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yes sir mm-hmm. that's pure desires of my heart lord just take it up but um that would be cool and so that's what i want to do but to me, I haven't I haven't necessarily like put myself in that place where I I made football everything in my life. Mm-hmm. I kind of always had that like backup plan in my mind to where I know, you know, the NFL don't last for long. You know, we had um, you remember Nick when we had Mr. Anderson? Yeah, he he was our, he was um he was my freshman football coach when I first started, and he would talk to me about it sometimes, and he would even tell me like the game don't last long, mm-hmm. and that's something I always heard from coaches and even other people who played at like a like who were above me in, like, mm-hmm. age and stuff like that, they was like, you never know when your time is up, like, when it comes to this football stuff. And it's one of the sports that, like, you can't replicate it. Like, with basketball, you can always play pickup. You can't play pickup football. It's yeah. not going to hit the same. True. And That's stuff true. like that. Um, but I'm just at a point now in my life where wherever God wants to do with me, regardless of how I may feel about it, <laughs> regardless of how I may feel about it, I just got to let it happen. I got to let it flow. Because at the end of the day, I feel a certain, I feel as though, I'm not saying I'm one of these people, I think everybody has free will to an extent. I think certain people who God calls and chose, you only have certain free will up until a point because regardless, God will cause you to walk in what he wants you to walk mm-hmm. in. Like the prophet Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. He's a prophet in the Old Testament. God chose him. He, he even told him, I know who you were before you were even in the womb. I formed you. I knew exactly who you were. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah would be so scared he didn't want to preach the gospel that there would be like a fire and burning feeling in his bones to go out and preach the gospel. Like, God would put that in him mm-hmm. where it's like, you don't have a choice. Like, I'm going to make it to, it's annoying you physically mm-hmm. to go out and preach the gospel. And so, I just think I'm in that season of just growing, developing, and just, just letting the seed be planted and growing. That's, that's the, the important thing. Uh, especially when you said uh, it not being time yet. I remember, I'm not sure exactly what I know is in the gospel. But Jesus said often uh, when when they wanted him to you know perform miracles and mm-hmm. stuff like that, he said it's not his time yet, and he, he acts on the Father's time. And so 
uh, I really commend you on 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 doing that because a lot of people want to jump the gun yep. when it comes to you know anything new. You learn something new, you want to get on it, or you want to you know what I'm saying you just find something out like you want to you instantly want to use that knowledge. And so, right, I re- I really commend you commend you on 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 being patient and waiting on the Lord. Thank you, brother. And so, man, it's it's nice it's nice to see nice to see <laughs> you, man. It's nice to be able to sit down and talk with you, man, and be able to you know record this podcast and definitely best of luck with you man best yes sir of luck with you. thank you brother i appreciate yes, y'all for inviting me on the podcast you know what i'm saying and i pray that the lord uses this to boom yeah. you know what i'm saying like I, I pray that this is a prophetic moment right now that this place that you see this couch will be a place of anointing that this microphone and the camera that you're recording with will be anointed by the holy spirit that you will win souls and save souls with this this type of stuff man because yes, i like sir. this man this is a revival in the flesh yes sir and we young and we young yes, you know what I'm saying you know I forgot what verse it is but uh, when two or three are gathered in his name you're there with us you know what I'm saying you're but uh, alright so we're gonna catch y'all next time thanks for tuning in see you next time